Whoa, look at that tree in the corner. We are part of the jungle adventure this morning. We've been having a holiday club all this week, a jungle adventure adventure that finishes today. And you, the jungle adventurers, are going to be taking part and finding out all about what we have learnt this week from the Bible about God and his son Jesus and why they matter so much. So are you ready to join me, Captain? Captain! Captain! Very good, you're getting better. I think you can still get better. Captain! Nice. Ryan Forrest in our jungle adventure today. If you are a jungle adventure newbie, you're very welcome. If this is the first time you've ever been part of the LCBC jungle today in this church, you're very, very welcome. And as you look around, you might notice, or oh, there's some people wearing black t-shirts. If you're not wearing a black t-shirt, give us a wave. Oh, they were part of our team this week, helping the children learn about Jesus, who he was, and why he matters so much. So can we give a big thank you to our team? Let's give a big round of applause to our team. Amazing. Some of them helped beforehand to get this jungle ready. Some of them helping during the week. So why are we here? What can you expect? We're going to be singing lots of songs that we sung during the week. We're going to be playing some of the games we played during the week. We're going to be hearing the truths that we heard this week. And we are going to finish our time with Jungle Adventure together as one big church family. So can I say a prayer to start our time together? And at the end of our prayer, if you agree with what I say, here's how we did it all week. Okay? If you're a child, you need to help me. You've got to get your right arm like this, fist ready, and you're going to wind it up and say, Amen. Can we do that again? One, two, three. Amen. Because all amen means is, I agree, Captain Ryan Forrest, about what you said. So close your eyes, hands together, and say a big amen at the end. Father God, Thank you so much for all that we have done so far this week. Learning, singing, having games, having fun. We pray for our time together this morning. For all of us that are here, that we would listen, that we would learn, and that we'd be changed by what we hear about Jesus. Who he was, why he matters, and how he can change our lives. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Very good. They were our four teams. And they helped us think about why we were at Jungle Adventure. Coming to the Bible, learning about the truth, and finding our way home to our forever home in heaven. And we're going to learn a little bit more about that later on. Now, we're about to think about what we learned on day number one. Okay, day number one, back on Wednesday. It seems a long time ago, but we're going to start right back at the very beginning. In Genesis, the jungle adventure covered three different gardens. And we're going to go back to the very first garden that was made back in Genesis, back in the Garden of Eden. Callum's going to come in a minute to explain what we learned. But before we get there, we're going to watch a video that helps us understand what the Bible has to say about the beginning of the Bible. Let's watch. Let there be light. 
let the waters beneath the sky flow together into one place, so dry ground may appear. Let the land sprout with vegetation, every sort of seed-bearing plant and trees that grow seed-bearing fruit. These seeds will then produce the kind of plants and trees from which they came. Let the earth produce every sort of animal, each producing offspring of the same kind. Be fruitful and multiply. This one will be different. Human beings will be made in our image. They will be like us. They will be able to talk with us and get to know us and be in a relationship with us. Adam, Eve, I love you. I have given you everything you need for life. Enjoy my world. Enjoy me. Enjoy one another and have lots of children so that their children and their children's children will fill the earth with people who are like me. People who know me, who obey me and love me. Good. Well, morning, everyone. It's good to see you all back at the Jungle Adventure. Um, now, I need some help from some of you, particularly from some of you Jungle Adventurers. Um, I've got a few things here, uh, and I need your help to tell me what they are and what they're for, because I'm not quite sure, okay? So I'm going to show you an item. If you think you know what it is and what it's for, stick your hand up, and I'll come round and see if you can help me out, okay? So here's, here's the first one. Um, okay, does anyone, anyone know what this is? Anyone know what this is? It's a strange one. Is it something to skip ahead? No. Anyone? Give us. Oh, I've got someone who's right at the back. Here we go. What is this? What is it for? A whisk. What is it? It's a whisk. Very good. Well done. What's it for? Making cakes. Making cakes. It's a whisk and it's for making cakes. Ah, oh, that was helpful. It wasn't brushing my hair very well anyway. Good. Glad we know that. Okay. Uh, maybe something slightly more difficult. Uh, oh, what about this one? Ah, oh, does anyone know what this is? Now, this is a, is a slightly strange one again, is it? It's not a bow for a violin, I don't think. Anyone knows? Someone knows? It? Harrison, shout out. What is it? A crowbar. A crowbar? Oh, it could be, but it's not actually a crowbar. Good guess. Anyone else from down here? Go on. Olivia? It's a shoehorn. Yeah, what does a shoehorn do? Ah, oh, there we go. That's right. A shoehorn puts on your shoe. Nice and helpful. Good. That will be helpful. Okay, last thing. Uh, this might be a bit trickier. Ooh. Does anybody know what this is? Again, is it, is it a nice hat? No? Oh, that's not a very good hat. Anyone want to shout out from there? Okay. Oh, yes, Zane, what is this? To put your head on. To put your head on? Oh, no, maybe. It would look nice. Anyone else? Someone from the top? Go on, then, Angus. 
Oh, yes, it is. It's a foam roller. Once you've been for a run, you can sit down and it oh, stretches you out. There you go. Foam roller. Good. Oh, well done. Good things. Right, I've got one more thing that I need you to tell me what it is um, and, and what its use is, what its purpose is. Uh, here we go. Here's my last thing. Here we go. Up we come. Here we go. Here's my last thing. Uh, this is this is so carefully before you respond. Uh, now, um, I wonder... Uh, what do you say Sarb's purpose is? Hmm, good question. Is it to wear some nice collared shirts? I like this blue one. Hmm, no, maybe not. Uh, is it to keep the flower pot in business by buying lots of cappuccinos? I haven't told my wife about that yet. Oops. Hmm, no, I think there's something more than that. You see, Sarb was made to be in a friendship with God. And that's the same for all of us. Thank you, Saad. See, we learnt, didn't we, on the first day that we were all made to be friends with God. Now, we saw the beginning of day one. We looked at the first five words of the Bible. Can anyone remember? If you're in my monkeys, you should remember. The first five words of the Bible. Asim? Good man. In the beginning, God created. See, we looked at how right from the very beginning, God was there. He made everything in the universe just by speaking. He made the sun, the moon, the stars. He made light and darkness, land and sea, and all the animals just by speaking. We saw how powerful God was. He saw everything that he'd made. What did he say? He said it was good. But then he made something else. We looked at this verse. God said, then let us make human beings in our image and likeness. See, God made humans, he made you and me, in his image and in his likeness. Now, that doesn't mean that we're the same as God or better than God. No, that means God made us to share some of the characteristics of him. Just like God is creative, he made the whole world, the beautiful world, he made us creative too. We like to build things, we like to make things and draw things and colour things. We're a bit like God like that. But God also made us to be relational, to be friends with people, to have families, to enjoy spending time with people. That's why God made us. When he made humans, he didn't just say they were good. He said they were very good. God made us to be in a friendship with him. Isn't that amazing? God didn't just make us to trundle around our daily lives doing work, working hard, Trying to get to the end of our 80 years and for no real reason. Now God has given each and every one of us a purpose to be friends with him. To be in a relationship with him. But as we discovered, as we continued through our story, we saw that something happened which changed that. But we're going to discover what that is in a minute. Well, we're going to watch another video now that tees up the second day of teaching. We started in the Garden of Eden, and now we move to another garden, a very different garden, a garden called Gethsemane, where we find Jesus and some of his disciples. Let's watch a video that helps us see what that garden was like. Stay here and pray that you may not give in to temptation. The spirit is willing, but the body is weak.
Father, if it is possible, take this suffering away from me. different kind of garden wasn't it the first garden that we saw back when Callum introduced our first talk and here we have it on the tree in the corner we had this on Wednesday it was a tree that was green it was full of leaves it was full of life the garden of Eden God made in the beginning in the beginning God created everything he made me he made you he made animals he made trees he made mountains he made oceans he made everything and he made it all good and the best thing he made as all of his creation was people he made us to be in a friendship with him a friendship that was meant to last forever a friendship with god where we were meant to love him Well, we were meant to make him number one in our lives above anything and everything else. That's what it means to be friends with God, to love him and to make him number one. But on day two, we saw a different garden, a garden we just saw in the video, a garden called Gethsemane, a garden that was once full of life and green and full became dark and lonely and sad why what happened what happened to this amazing garden why was everything so good one minute and then so bad the next well let's see as we find jesus in the garden to see if he can help us understand what's gone wrong here's what jesus says i wonder if we could read this out loud all together as jungle adventurers let's do this together here we go one two three Jesus and his followers went to a place called Gethsemane. He said to his followers, sit here while I pray. Then Jesus began to be very sad and troubled. He said to them, I am full of sorrow. My heart is breaking with sadness. Stay here while I watch. Do you see how Jesus is feeling as he's in this second garden? Do you see some of the words that describe it? Maybe have a look again and see if you notice them. Troubled. Sorrow. His heart is breaking. He's so sad. Why? What's gone wrong? Well, during the week, to help us understand, we used this illustration. I wonder if you can, if anyone knows about long jumping. Can anyone jump really high? Can anyone wave their hands and tell me if they can jump really high? Yeah, Olivia, you can and Holly. <laughs> can anyone jump really far? Theo, you think you could jump really far? Well, I wonder if you can jump as far as the standing long jump world record. Three meters, 73 centimeters. Now you might be sat there thinking... Okay, what does that mean? Three meters, 73 centimeters. Let me show you how far that jump is. Imagine, okay, you started on this white line, 
Okay, your first jump. And you took off from the line without a run-up, just a standing long jump, and you started to jump. And you started to jump. And you kept going until you landed here. Does anyone think they can have a go? See this far? Warren? Fancy having a go? Come on, Warren, let's cheer Warren. Warren, here we go. Right, let's cheer Warren on. Right, Warren's going to stand on the line. Right. Okay, let's cheer him on. Let's give him the clap. Here we go, Warren. Here we go. Oh, Oh, he did well. He did well. But did he do well enough? Anyone else fancy having a go? Any of the children? Tom Granger, fancy it? Come on, Tom, here we go, Tom Granger. Here he is. Can he do better than Warren? Let's give him the clap. Remember, all you need to do is get to here. Come on, Tom. Oh, Tom. Very good. He did well, didn't he? But did he do well enough? He didn't do well enough. And you see this long jump, this incredible jump of three meters, 73 centimeters is a picture of why the garden of Gethsemane is so sad, is so lonely, is so different than garden number one. Because the Bible says, a little bit like trying to jump the long jump, but falling short, not making it far enough, We've all done the same when it comes to our lives. God made us to be in relationship with him, in a friendship with him, where we make him number one in our lives, where we love him so much. But all of us fall short of that. We don't love God the way we should. We don't make him number one. In fact, we take all the good things he gives us and we love them instead of him. Imagine that. Imagine your mummy made you an amazing cake for your birthday. You took the cake, oh, you eat the cake, and you say, I love this cake more than you, mummy. The one who gave you the cake. That doesn't make sense, does it? But that's what we've done when it comes to God. We love all the things he gives us, and we live for them instead of the one who gave them to us. And the Bible calls this sin. And sin breaks the friendship that we were meant to have with God. Sin is a word that we see on the screen here. Well, there's the long jump. With I in the middle. It's life where we make everything about me, 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 I, 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 what I want, what I need, what I must have, rather than other people. And definitely rather than God. And the Bible says it's what we've all done. We don't love God the way we should. We don't live for him as number one. We all have sin in our hearts and lives. And it separates us from God. Just like this huge distance of the jump where we're over here and God's way over there. We were meant to be close together. But now we've been separated. That's sad, isn't it? Just like the tree that is sad and lonely and isn't how it should be. That's the same here. This isn't how it should be. And the question we should all be asking is, can it be fixed? Is there any way that that friendship can be fixed? Well, the good news that we find out on Thursday is that there is. Let's see what Jesus says again in the next part of the story. Can we read this all together? 
After three, one, two, three. Jesus fell on the ground and prayed. He prayed that, if possible, he would not have this time of suffering. He prayed, Abba, Father, you can do all things. This cup of suffering. But do what you want, not what I want. Now, I want you to focus in on a few words near the end of those verses. Do you see where it says, cup of suffering? Do you see that? Can you see it with your eyes? Cup of suffering. You see, this cup of suffering is a picture of what we should get as a punishment for not loving God the way we should. For not living for God as number one. It's as if all the things we've done wrong, all the bad things we've thought, all the wrong things we've said are poured together into this cup. And it's us that should have to drink it because of how we've treated God. That's fair, isn't it? If we've treated God in a bad way, it's us that should have to take the consequence for that. We should have to drink the punishment that we deserve. But notice in this, in these verses, who is it? that's talking about having the punishment is it me and you in this story can you see yourself who's this story about it's about jesus isn't it he's the one who's saying please don't make me drink the cup of suffering please don't make me take the punishment for sin for not loving god for not having him as number one why on earth is jesus the one holding the cup and not me and you Wasn't Jesus meant to be good and kind and loving and compassionate? Wasn't he meant to be perfect and sinless? Why is he holding the cup full of sin? Well, you see, if you read the Bible, yes, Jesus was good. He was kind. He was loving every moment of every day for his whole life. He loved God more than anyone. He lived for him with num- as number one every moment of his whole life. And yet he's holding the cup of sin, the cup of suffering for sin. Why? Well, it's not for his sin. He's holding the cup. He's holding the cup in our place. You see, Jesus, the good news of the Christian faith is that Jesus came to take the punishment that we deserve. He stands in our place and says, no, you don't have to take the punishment you deserve. I will take it for you. I will live the life that you could never live. I will jump the jump that you could never jump. And I'll do it in your place so that you can have a friendship with God again. That's an amazing thing, isn't it? We deserve to be punished. We deserve to be separated from God. But Jesus comes and takes our place. He was separated from God. So that we don't have to. But there's more. (laughs) But we're going to find out a little bit more about that a little bit later on. And now I'm going to invite up two of the young helpers uh, that were with us all this week. And they're going to stay some prayers for us. Prayers of thanks to God for what we learned during the week. And helping us think about what we learned and pray them back to God and pray. So if you want to close your eyes when they come, this is Alex and this is Josh. They're going to pray for us. Alex, you're going to start and then you're going to hand over to Josh. So let's close our eyes, pray together. Remember to say a big amen at the end so that you agree with what you say. Here you go, Al. 
Dear Father God, thank you that you made the world and gave us all the things that we enjoy. And thank you that you're amazing and powerful, loving and kind. Also, thank you that you made a friendship with us. But sorry that we, all the things that we've done may have broken our friendship with you. Dear Lord God, we lift to you all the people who are sad or hurt because of sin in the world. We thank you that you sent Jesus to mend our broken friendship with God. We thank you, God, for the forever friendship you offer us in heaven. We thank you, Lord, that all the brokenness of sin will one day be over. Please help us to trust Jesus, not ourselves, he, because he is the only way to heaven. Amen. 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 Thank you, boys. Right. Now I'm going to invite another one of our young helpers, Flora McIntosh, and she's going to give our third Bible reading. We've had two videos so far. Now this one is going to come straight from the Bible. Revelation chapter 7. It's going to be on the screen for us to watch and follow along as Flora reads to us. It's over to you, Flora. Yeah, Let's have our third reading together. Then I looked and there was a great number of people. There were so many people that no one could count them. They were from every nation, tribe, people, and language of the earth. They were all standing before the throne and before the Lamb. They wore white robes and had palm branches in their hands. They were shouting in a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. And they are before the throne of God. They worship God day and night in his temple. And the one who sits on the throne will protect them. Those people will never be hungry again. They will never be thirsty again. The sun will not hurt them. No heat will burn them. For the lamb at the center of the throne will be their shepherd. He would lead them to the springs of, of water that give life. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Thank you. Lovely. Thank you, Flora. So here we are. We've had day one. We looked at the very beginning of the Bible. Jesus, um, God creating the world, creating us to be in friendship with him. Uh, day two, on Thursday, we saw that Jesus came to fix the broken friendship. Uh, and then day three, um, we looked at the very end of the Bible, those passages there in Revelation. You can see our tree has now changed. It went from green to black, and now it's golden. And we're going to find out why that is. Uh, but to help us do that, I'd like to introduce you uh, to a friend of mine. Uh, can I invite him in? Dave, in you come. Give him a round of applause. There he is. Here he is. Oh, here he is. Dave, I become come and grab the microphone. Now, here he is. Um, now, Dave, um, clearly you're not dressed as you might normally be uh, at church on Sunday. Tell me, what, what are you wearing? Give us a rundown of what you've got on. I'm wearing safety equipment, Carol. Safety equipment. Hard hat, earmuffs, goggles, high vis. All of his safety equipment. Okay, good. Um, right, can anyone shout out, why do you think Dave might be wearing these things? What does he look like? Who do you think he is? Let's have a shout. Someone from the door. Go on, Theo. Uh, is, he, is he right? Yeah, you're right. He's I'm a builder. builder. Dave is a builder. He's wearing all the right kit. It's obvious that Dave is a builder. Okay, good. Uh, now, you might be surprised. I've got another friend to introduce you to. Uh, other friend, in you come. Oh, you're a round of applause. Oh, look at this. Um, now, a little bit of change of scenery. Um, Tash, give us a run through. What, what, what are you wearing? What have you got on? Well, I've got my stick, hockey stick. I've got my shin pads, I've got my gum shield, and I've got my kit. Oh, right. So you've got lots of equipment on. Um, get in one shout. Who, who do you think Tash is? What do you think she does? Oh, let's have, let's have, yeah, go on, Olivia, what do you think? Golf, golf. Which one? 
I'm a hockey player. A hockey yes. player. Oh, good, good job. job. Good, good job, Olivia. Dash is a hockey player. Now, here are my two friends. Uh, they're both wearing clothes that are particular uh, for the job they do. Now, now, Dave, here's a question, right? Picture it. Tomorrow morning, you're going into work, uh, but instead of wearing your hard hat, your earmuffs, your goggles, and your high vis, you turn up to the building site in your shorts with a hockey stick and a, and a nice t shirt on. What, what's going to happen? Well, I'm going to go on the building site. Yeah, well, why, why wouldn't you be let on? Because I wouldn't have any safety equipment on, Cal. You wouldn't be let on, not on the building site at all? Okay. No. Um, oh, what about the other way around? What if um, next Saturday, big hockey match, what happens if you were to turn up and you'd be wearing. All of this high vis, helmet, goggles. It's not particularly the right kit, is it? I don't think he'd be let on. Not even, not even let on the pitch at all. No, not at all. He doesn't have a stick. He can't play. Interesting. So you're saying, unless you're wearing the right clothes, you're not even going to be let on. No. Interesting. Okay. Thank. Well, thank you. We're going to think a little bit more. Let's give my friends a round of applause. Dave Tash, builder and hockey player. Interesting. You see what they were saying? In order to be wearing, uh, to get onto the pitch or onto the building site, they've got to be wearing the right kit. They've got to have the right clothes. And kind of, we know that that's the case, right? That's the same for all of us. If you're going to go to school, well, you need to be wearing your school uniform. If you're going to go to the swimming pool, you've got to have your swimming costume and your goggles and everything ready. If you're going to work, you've got to get your nice work clothes on. See, in these situations, you can't get in unless you're wearing the right clothes. And you know, the same is true for us and heaven. Let me read these verses again. You can have a look at them. Here are some verses written down by a guy called John. And God has given him a picture of what heaven is going to be like, right? And I want you to see as I read through this, what does John say that the people there are going to be wearing, right? What are they like? So have a look. Let me read it again. Then I looked and there was a great number of people. There were so many people that no one could count them. They were from every nation, tribe, people, and language of the earth. They were all standing before the throne and before the Lamb. They wore white robes and had palm branches in their hands. They were shouting in a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. Did you catch it? Did you see there? What are the people wearing? Someone shout it out. White clothes. White White robes. People in heaven are wearing white robes. Now I wonder why that is. You see, we've just been reminded of, haven't we, that we all fall short of God's standard for the way God made us to be. We live lives in our own way and not in the way that God wants. See, the sin in our lives makes us dirty and makes us unclean. Think of it a little bit like this. Oh, look at that. Oh, yucky, isn't it? That's a picture of what sin is in our lives. It makes us dirty. This definitely isn't a t-shirt. Oh, yeah, definitely isn't a t-shirt you want to wear. It's dirty. That's horrible. And see, it's a picture of what we're all like. And if we try to get into heaven by ourselves with our dirty sin on us, what will happen? Well, God says, because of your sin, you can't come in. That's what we're all like. But the wonderful thing is that Jesus was sinless. He is the lamb who's described in the verses here. He was clean, spotless, and perfect. Jesus came into the world and died in our place. 
See, Jesus offers to take our dirty sin on himself, and instead he gives us the lovely, clean, white robes. He cleans us, the white robes, so that we can get into heaven. He takes our sin, and he makes us clean. If we try to get in ourselves, God says, you can't come in because of your sin. But if we can come with Jesus, the new clean life that Jesus offers, God says, because of my son, you can come in. That's what we looked at on Friday. And then we saw, what is it then? Once we get into heaven, what's it going to be like? That's when we saw the picture of the golden tree, the tree of life, real life. In all of its glory and wonder. Heaven will be a place where there's no sadness, no sickness, no pain, no hunger, no thirst, no fear. We'll need nothing because we have everything we need. It sounds amazing, doesn't it? But the best thing about heaven is that who we get to be with. We get to be there with God. We get to be there in the perfect friendship that we were made for. A friendship which will last forever. A perfect forever friendship and one that we can enjoy how well if we trust in jesus and so as we come to the end of our week i suppose that does leave us with a question will you be there will you be there in that big party forever in that forever friendship with god in heaven will you be there have you trusted in jesus if you're a child who's, who's come to Holiday Club this week, maybe some of the things you've learned have made you think, you know what? I think I can trust in Jesus. Will you do it? Maybe if you've been a young helper here this week, you've seen a lot of what we've been going through. You've seen how your friendship's been broken with God and how Jesus has offered a way to fix it. Will you trust him to make you clean? Maybe you're a parent here of children who've come along to Holiday Club. This isn't just for them. This is for each and every one of us. Maybe you've been coming along to church for years. Maybe you've been here. You've served. You've been been on teams. You've been involved in a home group. Maybe you've even prayed at times. You know, none of that really matters if you don't trust Jesus. You don't trust that he took your dirty sin away and has made you clean. See, if that's you, you're missing out now being in a relationship with him but one day we'll miss out even more of that great party in heaven so will you be there in that final garden with the golden tree of life forever friendship with god it's an invitation that's open to each and every one of us every nation every tongue every people will be there will you be there thank you so much for being with us this morning It's a great joy to see many faces. Please do join us for some refreshments after the service. But do remember, if anything, during this week, if you're a child or a young person or anything today that spoke to you, challenged you, questions that you might have, please don't leave this place without asking them. Uh, Talk to the people around you. Ask them their story of what it is about this man Jesus that makes such a difference to their life. We've got a course coming up in the very near future called the Hope Explored course. If you have questions that want answered, please come along to that. Come and see myself or Saab or Colin, and we can tell you all the information you need about that. A three-week course looking into the big questions of life. Because if these things are true, they really matter. They matter now and they matter forever. 
of where we'll be 10,000 years from now. Can we pray as we close our holiday club jungle adventure together? Let's pray. Father God, we thank you so much that you made the world. You made it good. And you made us to be in a forever friendship with you. But Lord, we're sorry that our sin, the way we haven't loved you as we should, the way we've taken the good things you've given to us and we love them instead of you. Lord, how that sin has broken that friendship. We thank you for Jesus and how he came to bring hope and life. How he took our place. He took the punishment we deserve. And he offers us the chance to trust in him. Not in ourselves and our own dirtiness and uncleanness. But in him, his perfection, his righteousness. And if we trust in him, there is a place in heaven waiting. A forever friendship with God on offer. Lord, I pray that that question of will we be there? Will we trust in Jesus? Will we be part of that forever party, enjoying God and all his goodness forever? Lord, will we be there? Please may that question be on our minds and in our hearts as we leave here today. And I pray that the answer for all of us would be yes. Father God, we love you. And we want to leave all these things in your hands. And we ask them in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. Thank you again for coming. Take a seat and do use the refreshments as you want. Make the people around you feel welcome. And thank you. Have a great rest of your Sunday.